What's up, nerds? Remember, it'll all work out if we follow our hearts. <laughs> Maybe you should end the podcast like that. Oh, no shit. <laughs> it'll all work out if we follow in these troubled times. <laughs> Welcome back to the What's Our Verdict podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-hosts, Matt and Heiner. Better red than dead. Javier Ortiz. What is up, my nerds? And Ian Anderson. Some shit. All right, guys. Don't forget to check out our new website at whatsourverdict.com, where you can sign up for our email list. Very soon, we're going to have available some exclusive content, which round two of the outtakes have taken place. Last week, couldn't get through the intro. We couldn't do it again this week. So... Uh, if you want to hear what that shit show sounds like, and you do, get, and you do, you really go sign up on our uh, our email. Can we call our outtakes the shit show? We should. Oh, oh, that's a great idea, right? Oh, I'm beautiful. sure it's being used somewhere, but for our purposes, it'll Ian, be is that in your notes somewhere? You should always take notes because that's a baller recommendation. I should always take the notes. What's our verdict? Shit show. <laughs> that's the greatest. I'm just all about shit comments. <laughs> that's so yeah, shit. Uh, you did really uh, niche he, the shit he, stuff. He huh? did. <laughs> Copyright that shit. Shady walk. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Huge violation. Right there. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. So go check out our website. It's fun. It's new, exciting. Uh, sign up for our email list. We'll send you some emails, updates, and exclusive content. Uh, I know we haven't, I haven't talked about it, so I'm dropping a bomb on these guys too. But I think we should do some giveaways through there too. Once we have enough people, so go get signed up. We'll figure out some shit to give away. Uh oh, another violation. Sorry, Ian. Come on, Ian. Another violation. Yeah, you just said oh, shit. Yeah, I You're going to let him get away with that? Oh. Yeah, I'm stealing I here. don't have like a monopoly on shit. Put some hotels on it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, so we are. this is an arbitration episode, guys. We're going to be comparing two similar movies based on shared topics. Today, we're comparing the spy thrillers Casino Royale and Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Casino Royale was released in 2006. It was written by Neil Purvis and Robert Wade, directed by Martin Campbell. It starred Daniel Craig in his first James Bond appearance, Eva Green, Judi Dench, and Mads Mikkelsen. Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol was released in 2011, written by Bruce Geller, Josh Applebaum. It was directed by Brad Bird. It stars Tom Cruise, Jeremy Renner, Simon Pegg, Paula Patton, and Michael Nykvist. We will be comparing the films on the following topics. Agents, the tech, the villains, the team... And we'll talk about the theme songs too, just because. And the Bond girls. Well, the Bond girls are always going to come. There goes. There we go. Okay, nobody wants to hear that shit. All right, so we'll tell you. Make a great trumpet, JJ. No, we want to hear Mattson do it, but I jumped into that room. So we'll tell you at the end which one each of us thinks did their genre the best. In Ghost Protoco- Protocol, excuse me, the IMF is shut down when it's implicated in the bombing of the Kremlin, causing Ethan Hunt and his new team to go rogue to clear their organization's name. In Casino Royale, after earning his 00 status and a license to kill, secret agent James Bond sets out on his first mission as 007. Bond must defeat a private banker funding terrorists in a high-stakes game of poker at Casino Royale Montenegro. Mm. All right, so let's just jump right in, gentlemen. Let's talk about the agents. Uh, obviously, we're talking about Ethan Hunt and James Bond, Daniel Craig's version. So what do you guys think? I really, I mean, I think, let's see what, what I wrote down for James Bond. I wrote Sly, smooth, yet seems bullish and cold. And he wears short shorts when he goes to the beach. <laughs> I thought that guy was just so weird. What a little creep. Like, if he didn't look the way that he did and he tried delivering those lines to beautiful women, 
It's so weird. It's probably true, but I feel like that's just. I feel yeah, like that's true all the time. <laughs> I, I was going to say <laughs> that's like, like anybody who looks good. Yeah, that's but like, like sexy men in general can get away with right. saying shit. Like but like that. in Same my mind, creepiness is not relative, right? Like if you if you something don't is see creepy, attractiveness, right? Exactly. Yeah, I'm attracted oh, blind. <laughs> Aren't you the one that wants to talk about the Bond girls? <laughs> and then you compare that that's, over to, to Ethan fair. Hunt and his like goofy aloofness as he tries to save the world and just seems so happy to get punched well, and thrown focused. around. Right, he's got a job to do. He, dude, he's got a job to do. He's not looking to like bang a chick while there's a lull in what he's doing. He's saving the hey, world. Bond you know? didn't just bang that chick for no reason. He got information. He got intel. And then she paid he for it. He never banged her though. Di- no, he left her with a bottle of wine and caviar. Champagne. For classy Champagne. for one. Champagne. I, I don't know. Is that a classy move? I mean. It's better than nothing. And he saved her marriage. Well, she's dead because she died. But well, you also have to think about the fact that if he actually had slept with her, that airplane would have gone boom. That's I did feel like that was a hard decision for him to make. Like, oh, mm, do I stop a terrorist or it didn't uh, seem like it though? With his dude's wife, it seemed like he knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah, no, he looked back, dude. Uh Uh-uh. Where he's on the phone, she's like, "Is it for one?" And he's like looking back. He's like, "Wait, what?" I think he only looked back to make sure she wasn't going to see him leave. <laughs> I don't mm. think he had anything to do with anything I else. still think he's a little creep. See, creepy here's... Dude. Okay, so... Short little creepy dude. I'll jump in and I... He's tiny. He does seem kind of small. He's so short. Short little weird. I don't feel like... Any dude, we're comparing qualified. it with Tom Hey, but that's actually... Yeah, <laughs> we need to bring that. Tom superstar Cruise on the is, planet. Are he's you a, shitting me right now? Yeah, he wouldn't be intimidating at all. As bad because he get the people he gets hit by that he doesn't move that i mean tom cruise is like he's just like a little ball of yeah dude but if we good. put them both together it's like a featherweight match like these both these guys are short tiny hey james bond is balls of steel literally <laughs> well, well now, now we'll, we'll get there way up there i'll tell you right now i don't like ethan hunt in this movie and i say that because he is goofy and it's the only one of these movies that he's that goofy like, yeah, some one-liners in the other ones, but this one, like, it's constantly, like, mm-hmm. he's making jokes, and he's being silly, and being weird, and, and I'm, the whole movie, I was sitting there going, I remembered why I didn't enjoy this outing of Mission Impossible, because, uh, I won't go into the other ones, but there were one, there was one that was just horrid all the way around, from start to finish, it was bad. Ooh, this one, to tell me. Tell me which one, because now I'm curious. Two. Yeah. Okay. That's two what I was saying. Horrible. Um, but this one had moments that were I wanted to really enjoy this movie but I could not take Ethan Hunt seriously in this one like I just had a hard time with him because he was so you didn't like him saying mission accomplished yes. as he hit the button yeah like and, <laughs> and maybe like that's what forced <laughs> well, and they even make fun of that like yeah. the final scene right? and maybe that's it what it is just, it's forced right yeah. like Ian said it's kind of it felt forced like he was forcing his dialogue and his and it just was never that way in any of the others like he was always pretty serious and it was the other characters that brought in the comedic relief. Which Benji does a great job oh, of. Simon Pegg is the man. Oh, yeah. Which we'll talk about on the team. But yeah. in, in my opinion. And then to, on the flip side. So I've been a James Bond fan almost my whole life. Like There's only one James Bond actor that I can't stand. Sean Connery. No, I love Sean Connery. Mm. He's the second best James Bond. No, it's fucking. <laughs> Did you know that, Javier? That he's the second best one? Yeah. Who's the first best one? Daniel Craig. Oh, really? The creepy one? Yeah. Oh, cool. Because no. he's the, Do you think the that's short creepy part one? in 
the new style because they kind of broke the mold a little bit oh, when absolutely. they went with Daniel Craig. So mm-hmm. do you think it has more to do with Daniel Craig or the more the fact that they switched up the way they write some of the movies? So I think it was both. For me, it's a matter of this movie, especially after the Pierce Brosnan age, those mm-hmm. movies, Pierce Brosnan is the worst James Bond on the planet. <laughs> Fight me. He's terrible. Who's that? Did you exactly. Say, did you say bite me? No, I said fight me. I just want to check if you this. disagree, fight me because he's fucking awful. He was a terrible James Bond because the movies were stupid. They were poorly written. They were fucking cartoonish. He he spent more time looking at his damn watch that had like mm. 80,000 gadgets in it than he that actually laser. fucking like did doing like detector, any, Detective gadgets? Seriously. Like it was nice. campy. It was stupid. It was silly. And Go-go that's not watch. James Bond. So I hate Pierce Brosnan. And he was so... I just can't stand his character. At none of the James Bonds that he was in, I like. And I love James Bond movies. But Daniel Craig, when he came in in, in this movie, Casino Royale, it changed the feel, like you were saying, and they wrote different. It was more gritty. It was quicker. It was more fast-paced. And it was less about the gadgets and the toys and him yep. being a womanizer, even though that's still part of his character, and more about this gritty, dirty, fighting in a bathroom, breaking this dude's head over a fucking sink and beating, and then just coldly shooting people, not even giving two shits about anybody. And I really enjoyed that because to me, that's what a true spy would have to be in order to be what Mm -hmm. James Bond is supposed to be. You can't be a human being fully and be that kind of a spy in my opinion and be that effective. But I, so that's why I think, I think it's a combination of both Ian. when you say that, I think the writing got better as a whole. And I think Daniel Craig pulled it off as this disconnected, cold, but very effective spy. So for me, Daniel Craig, James Bond takes it with this comparison. Yeah, I'm going to agree. I, I liked his straightforward as I kind of talked about bullishness and it just, it fit the movie for me, fit the, the picture they were trying to paint where Ethan Hunt and Mission Impossible just seemed like a, a square peg in a round hole. And that's kind of my overarching theme of the movie based off these two characters, but James Bond. I will agree with Javier because I'm trying to Which do fun. that more often <laughs> in that I think some of his I I've I agree that Daniel Craig takes it and James Bond but there were a couple of lines that he said to the females in this movie that were just kind of like weird I don't I'm I don't know like he I'll agree with Javier like Thank they were you. kind of creepy weird, weird. <laughs> Lines there. He was little. He's a weird, tiny, short little man. I don't feel like any of us are qualified to call him little. Yeah, he's five ten and he's ripped to shreds to the point that, like, at the end of the movie, the villain's like, "You take care of yourself." (laughs) Having seen like people work out for movies, you know, we've got all the Marvel movies and like Creed and stuff. When this guy was oh, on the beach, all right. I was like, yeah, he's kind of small. You're going to compare, like, him. He's he's gonna really compare him to the Creed guy. That is like, the, one of the biggest movie characters hey, I've ever gonna seen. If you're going to put in the line, damn, your body looked good, boy. Uh, he better look fucking good. And he didn't. Quote, he looks quote. okay. Hey, he's opinion, still skinny enough to fit through a door. In my <laughs> opinion, he looked more realistic than the guys you're talking about. I look at those guys and I go, oh, they were on a crash diet for six months with a fucking really expensive trainer so that they could be this part in this movie. That's yeah, not No, but real. the bad guy didn't say, damn, your body looks realistically fit. He said, wow, you take <laughs> okay. real good care of your He's body. fitter than anyone in this room by a long <laughs> that's, shot. That's fair. So, <laughs> sure. All right. 
Ian, sorry to interrupt. I just couldn't handle him calling him tiny when I think he's oh, taller. Oh, no, than I, I was done. If he's 5'10", he's not taller than me. What, like an inch shorter? I'm like two or three inches taller than him. You're not that much taller than me. I'm six foot. You're Okay, so you're, you're five, two inches taller. Yeah, that's two inches. You Assuming two that inches. he's actually 5'10", which I'm not convinced. And you act like you're two inches. Ah... Oh, wow. You want to see two inches, baby? <laughs> you know what? He's securing his masculinity. I am securing my masculinity. Exactly. I, we've already talked about the right. size of my dick in a well, previous recording. What's our, <laughs> what's our next topic? Next topic Wait, is, I don't get to talk? Yeah, I think I Ethan Hunt won. Oh, he's the, I knew you, you were going to say that, Yeah, too. he's better. Why? Because he's way more exciting to watch. He's an actual spy. Like, he's getting shit done. Whereas James Bond, he's a poker player that can punch someone. I felt like I watched that Kevin Spacey movie, 21, where he just like learned how to count cards and taught a bunch of kids. I'm like, damn, if I was going to watch a poker movie, I would have watched a poker movie. Ethan Ethan Hunt might have been someone who can sprint and rock climb and is a spy. That's what I thought he was. I I mean, if that's what he did, spy things, you know, he he infiltrated meetings, you know, and like he he scaled a building with with one glove. That's that's yeah, dope stuff. What's wait All to James get to that. Bond did was like fight someone in a stairwell. Oh. Mm. Yeah, Ethan Hunt, baby, for the win. He's and he's big. You know what else James Bond did? He used a satellite to find a location in the Bahamas that he could go infiltrate and find more information about. Ethan Hunt, we're not going to talk about the gadgets yet, but don't even get me started there. Actually, we are. It's a good lead-in. <laughs> oh, let's, let's go. Uh, let's talk yeah, about that started, glove. Matt, so let's hear Apparently, it. you can have a, a railway car, I think in Russia is the one they went into, and it has every like conceivable spy contraption you can think of. That was provided for them because he, he had a Because friend, they you know? thought he was going to scale a building, a glass building in Dubai, and then yeah. one of them decided not to work. Yeah, because they're like, oh, Ethan Hunt, he's an actual spy. If we were getting stuff for James Bond, we'd just get him a shit ton of condoms. Let me right? read, hold on, let me just read my problem with with Ghost Portal. I didn't even realize, I didn't even get all these things down. They had a, a water noise maker, which I thought that was kind of cool. Remember, they were the, in the, the Kremlin. <laughs> That was so cool. Dumb. They're like, <laughs> how do we get this guy away from his desk? Water drip. Yeah. And Water then drip. <laughs> and then they had that cool picture maker where they they were able to focus on the guy's eyes dope. and have the statue. They had the um the glue gloves as I called them. Uh they had to have Oakley glasses. Wait, can we circle back to this thing that like projected the uh the hallway? I feel like that is a very situationally specific device because like one other dude showed up and it just like freaked out. Yeah, like, like, oh shit, like who do I <laughs> What if there was two? Well, yeah, it's because it's 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 trained on their eye. Yeah, like from their perspective. Yeah. Like, I get that, but it can't I, I Oh know. yeah, you're fucked if there's more than one right. person. That seems it's straight up. In what situation would there only be one person ever at the end of a hallway ever? I'm just glad that it was the right size for the Kremlin hallway. Yeah. I mean because God forbid it wasn't. Dude, these guys can print masks. I think they can build a freaking screen to solve. Do you think they infiltrated the Kremlin and measured it? I was going to say, they came back the next day. Maybe they just had standard Kremlin-sized hallways, and that's just common knowledge. Because the blueprints for the Kremlin, you just Google that shit and you got it. It's just in like a CIA archives. (laughs) Fuck. That's more locked down than Langley. Uh We know exactly how big that is. What else did they have? No, no, no. I have a question. I want to talk about these There's so many things. Okay, I would get it if he's climbing like a metal structure Mm-hmm. And they're magnetized. Yeah, I mean, that makes or sense. Or 
if, you know, he showed... What the fuck makes these things stick? Little octopus arms, you know, like the little... It seemed like it was a vacuum. Then show me the octopus <laughs> arms. <laughs> and if it's a vacuum, it needs some sort of fucking... Every vacuum, you have to have a vent that pushes the yeah. air that it's sucking out. Mm-hmm. Didn't have that shit because his little hair would have been blowing out in his face. Maybe it went down like Tight. his no. arm and back. And they he, only went to his forearm. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good point. Like, he still held onto the side of the building when he fell what looked like 20 or 30 feet and his arm didn't get ripped out of his socket yeah. thanks mm-hmm. to the glove. That's because he was buff, dude. And yeah. he also scaled that thing in like, it was like three minutes or something. I had a problem with the timeline there because he... What's what story were we they don't on? know? They didn't explain. Yeah, so they, he could have only been like three stories down. <laughs> could have been like a story oh. down. But then yeah. he, he had to do the graceful. Let me run all the way over and jump like a ballerina, oh, and when then he was, when he was smash back. my head on the freaking window. <laughs> and then they're gonna grab me. That and was say, awesome. Yeah. Where he's like, "Your light is too short." He's like, "No, no. shit." And then Benji comes back in, and what did he say? Like, "Oh man, that was stressful." But I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Which that part was super funny, but man, there was there was too much tech in this movie for me. In Ghost Protocol, was the Beamer really cool? It was awesomely cool. That Beamer was like the proto oh, the, the prototype Beamer. one. The one, no, 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 the one they no. took to the party. Yeah, the uh, one that, oh yeah, okay, okay. That one was really There's cool. A ton of Beamers in this movie. Yeah, but the prototype one, the, the one prototype that's not one, a real car, the, the memorable the one. Car. But I, that's I appreciated having I watched uh, Casino Royale second and I was surprised I thought there was going to be more gadgets than what there were and because remembering back to to that point in the car all they had was they used phone decryption to put in I'm trying to remember what part he used that at freak I don't remember they had satellite cameras when he looked up the the Bahamas Oh, he had his phone that had like a 3D layout of the hotel. Right? Yes. The, Which looked like it was on like an MP4. They put the, the, the GPS tracker inside of his body. And then his Aston Martin, Ashton Martin, sorry, had a gun. But then conveniently had a medic kit, which... Which showed all that. When he first man, got in the car, it had like four layers of shit that came out of it. Which I guess is realistic that you yeah. could have that stuff. But I appreciated that. About it. it felt what I would think a spy. It was, it's going to be more minimalist where Ghost Protocol... I mean, maybe the IMF is just super rich and they have every conceivable piece of technology you could ever imagine. But I appreciated that from the James Bond movie because it felt more realistic of what I would envision it to actually be like. So I think the disagreement that we're having is that I love out of control, unrealistic spy movies. <laughs> and that's what Ghost Protocol was that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just like these absurd movies it where they're so like, absurd. they like pull a rocket launcher like out of his back pocket and it's like, like expands <laughs> into something, right? And he blows like a building halfway to hell. I'm like, or the chrome launch rocket yeah, launcher in the presidential yeah. ring. I'm all for but, just these absurd gadgets and just absurd like, like stunts and shit. And so I just got really bored and James Bond was seducing his ninth woman for the movie. I was like, come on, he man. He seduced two. Go fight another dude in a bathroom. That was awesome. In fact, I think it's the least amount of women that were seduced in a James Bond movie. That's what I think is funny about your comments is like, it is, is they took a step back from that. Yeah. (laughs) From everything. Like seriously, like, because the originals, especially Pierce Brosnan, the the four that Pierce Brosnan were in were like a mission impossible level tech. Like he had all this bullshit that was so unrealistic and stupid that I'm like, oh, fuck off. And I hated it. Just like I hated this one in IMF. Now, here's the thing is Mission Impossible, like the first Mission Impossible, one of my favorite movies. And it's it has tech, 
but it's and it's some unreal like they had a piece of gum that you put together that turns into a fucking bomb plastic yeah. explosive red yeah. light uh-huh. green yeah, light yeah red light green light and don't get me wrong I look at that and I go that's ridiculous but I was okay with it. I feel that. like most people don't like that movie JJ I the most the people that I know really? that so all like I'm taking my sister-in-law Lindsay she loves the Mission Impossible movies but the new movies the funny like outlandish yeah. That when we watch we watched the original, she the, just absolutely hated it because oh. it was it was in my opinion too real, too like cold. It's a very cerebral movie, and yeah, and she didn't like that word. These new ones and Ghost Particle is kind of kicking off the, the new age Mission Impossible that we see today. Yeah. It's just as Javier talked about, it's it's in your face, it's over the top, it's it's and, exciting, it's fun to watch, it's something. I mean, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing that it it wasn't fun to watch, but I don't know. I feel like I need my spy movies to to tread a little closer to what James to be Bond British. was. This one was just a little more than any other. Like I I think that's my problem with this one is it was a little silly and the tech was way over the top. It's yeah, it was awesome is what it was. Like the I mean, what did they I expect them to have like a, a super awesome fly swatter like just in case <laughs> like it, they could have had that too. You could have had flies where Why wouldn't that regular fly fly swatter work? I don't like because they would have had something cooler. Because they have vacuum gloves. Yeah, dude. And really big magnets. But <laughs> yeah, magnets, oh yeah, the magnets. Oh, we didn't even talk about yeah, that. Magnets that don't affect the actual vent or yeah. anything yeah, yeah, around yeah. it. Just the individual. <laughs> just the suit. Yeah, just a focused magnet. Oh fuck. <laughs> Duh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, or the thing at the beginning when they vaporized the floor and it made a perfect circle. Oh, that was so yeah. cool. I was like, what was that? I was, I was like, like, oh, jailbreak. Thanos or something? That was awesome. Stand back. So dumb. Anyway, so for uh, me, I give the tech again to James Bond. I just because it was subtle. It didn't have any tech. Nah. Yeah, dude, he had a defibrillator in his car. That shit's cool. And an antitoxin. But I feel like... If if it's something that I could potentially get my hands on, I don't know that I would classify it as like tech. Thank you. You know what I mean? Like I could go find a defibrillator. Fair. I could go find a pistol. Like those, but that shit wouldn't really be in a have drawer like, in your car that comes out automatically. It could. Oh, I, could, I feel like I could figure that out. If I anyone mean, could figure it out, it's Ian. Well, no, I believe that too. And if you yeah. did figure it out, I won't. I, I don't car. think I'm. <laughs> I don't think I'm disagreeing with anything that he's saying. I, I to me. That was eye-opening because a lot of what a spy would need is probably things that we would conceivably use and have. They just actually are going to use that defibrillator or that poison kit where I'm just going to McDonald's and eating a cheeseburger. I'm probably fine. But, yeah. But I get your point. Yeah. I, I, I see it. I, it. Tech's probably the wrong word, right? Like, it's his tools, maybe. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I guess you could tools go with something like that. His tools. I think we should have nice. done, like, the cars. The Aston Martin versus the Beamer. The Aston Martin was dope. I'm a well, sucker. Aston, oh, Aston, oh, Aston Martin. Aston Martin. Aston Martin. It's not even a question. Aston oh. Martin any day of the week. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Beamer's cool, but it's not fucking real. Like, <laughs> like yeah. I can't own that car. Yeah, that Aston which Martin. Which is one of them. Doesn't think that make been... you want it more? I think it looks That's cool. That's a good point. I mean, yeah, but... No, because I felt the insurance bad. on that's going to be outrageous. I felt bad for that car. It doesn't actually exist. He got in it for we were, I was like I wrote down car chase scene because I forgot, and then he's in it for like what the movie shows thirty seconds, and then poor old Aston Martin. Just, but that's a different Aston Martin, right? Because in the beginning of the movie, he gets a sixty-four. Yeah, 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 the sixty-four. The one I'm he totals about, is like a it's newer, like a, a DBS. At the time, it was like a two thousand six. Yeah, that's the one I want. That was a that sexy was car. I'd take either of them. 
Did they actually crash that? Yep. Oh, yeah. They crashed oh. three of them, actually. Shut up, really? Three different. They used three different ones. The one. No, because they needed three different angles on that it. That should be so a they totaled, three so they totaled, times. they totaled three different Aston Martin. Oh, that's so cool. Who gets what, to write was that it? in the, the Vanquish? Budget. The yeah. Yeah. We're going to need three Aston Martins. Oh, cool. What for? We're going to fuck them <laughs> up, dude. dude. Why do you think it costs $300 million to make movies, dude? Because they Jeez. fuck shit up all the time. That's half the budget. It's the shit they break. All right. So let's talk about the villain mm. in these movies. So in the one we have... I don't even remember his name. All I remember is the fact that he's John Wick's villain, Michael Nyquist. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which made me really sad for uh, Mission Impossible because he's such a cool actor. And I feel like that villain was so understated yeah. and boring. Yeah, he reminded me of an insurance agent. Yeah, like the only time you really, <laughs> yeah, the only time you really see him point. is two times. You see him walking out of the Kremlin with a yeah. briefcase, which I thought, yeah. okay, Get that's a cool nod. fucking introduce, introduction to him, right? Because he's just walking out like, I just kicked your ass. But then the end, when then they, and then when at the end, when they fight, like they're setting up the whole, I was like, oh, you're so fucking boring. What a waste of this actor. I didn't like him at and all. And they thought the problem, then they just, they made Ethan Hunt's character look like a wimp because he's fighting this dude that's way older than him that he should just be destroying because yeah. he's the top uh, IFA agent. Like that part annoyed me. But going back IFA? to. IFA? Sorry. No, that's I'm not getting fertilizer. Sorry. Yeah, I just know IMF. they make good ice cream. But <laughs> I really resonate with JJ's point that this guy, I didn't have a lot of notes or anything about him because we never really got to him. Yeah. It was it was the other guy, the his like second in command mm-hmm. that he was actually impersonating wearing the mask, but I just felt like we didn't we didn't know who this dude was. Yeah. Well, and even those even the bit villains right the the assassin and like there's no there was no depth to them whatsoever like i didn't look at him and go oh here's a villain i was like "Eh, this the villain is more the nuclear launch right like this the whole their plan is the actual villain to me in this movie so it it made it really hard for me to connect with the urgency because i was like these villains are obviously inept if you can put them on the same floor in the same fucking hotel and make them think that they're in completely. De- I'm like, oh god, these guys are morons. Well, that's the other thing about the Mission. I think most of the Mission Impossible movies I've seen is I'm always really confused about who the bad guy is. I'm like, oh, true. she mm. killed him. She's the bad guy. It's like, oh, no, we're meeting with these two guys. These two guys are the bad Actually, guys. Oh wait, no, that guy. He bombed the. Cre- he's the bad guy. <laughs> and it's just like we have like nine bad guys in this point. movie. At least in James Bond, we have one. That's a good point weird bloody eyed guy who's generally like he's the bad guy yeah i'm like all right yeah i liked him I oh to that point i loved i thought we got to know lashif we, we knew his they gave some backstory about him being like a super high iq chess wizard then he was the accountant handled the money we saw where some of the money came from uh, he was obviously trying to short stock we saw the motivation of well why are we blowing up a plane okay he, he wants to short the stock he's gonna make a ton of money off of that he's done it before and then, well, why did he need to go to the Casino Royale? Because he needed to make the money back. Yeah. And then it went south. Well, why is he trying to kill James Bond? All the, all that lined up for me and made a lot of sense. And I liked the way that he did it. And bleeding from your eye, it's a pretty good trait for a bad guy. I think if this guy is as smart as they portray him to be, like there's nothing else besides hosting a poker game that he can do. This guy's shorting the stock market and that fails. He's like, well, I guess I'll go wash uh, cars or I'll play poker. <laughs> like that's a, there's nothing else this guy can come up with. I, I thought that was weak. Just counts money. 
I think it was because he was so dang good at poker. Mm-hmm. It was like, this, He's is not, the, though. this is the easiest way. He's like, I'm, so, I'm good with calculation. And then James Bond gets in there. <laughs> what accent <laughs> was that? <laughs> From Batman, you know? You know the guy who's like, I'm good with calculation, you know? Uh, no. You know? I have no idea which guy. Yeah, what character, right. what Batman? <laughs> uh, the one with Heath Ledger, you know? Anyway. So anyway, so this guy's like... <laughs> It's like, I'm really good at math. And James Bond's like, I can read people, but not better than this chick who's a treasure desk jockey. I'm just apparently just average at this for for pretty much just an average agent. And he gets in there and he's like, but watch my superior analytical people skills beat out counting cards and poker. And I'm like, what is this bullshit show off of skills? Well, the guy, the guy counting cards is gonna win. Well, you can't count cards in <laughs> poker. You can calculate your odds. Yeah, counting cards is only in is blackjack. blackjack because it's it. it there's a literal yeah, mathematical I mean. ratio. This guy is calculating the odds of. Well, whatever. so is James Bond because he talks about there was a couple of hands yeah, where he, he talks about he has a twelve point whatever chance or twenty one percent chance oh, to okay, land that's this. Fair. So he was doing the same thing. The calculations of poker actually aren't that hard once you learn the. No, not for me. Okay, I then I go back I'm to dog shit at math. if just any dude who's above average at math can be good at calculating odds at poker, then what is this guy doing? Like, I'm hella good at math. I'm going to play some poker. You don't have to be hella good at math, apparently, to play poker. Well, no, you do. I'm not saying that I can do it. I'm just saying you, there are algorithms out there. If you're good at math, you can figure out the percentages based on the cards that are on the table, especially in Hold'em. When you're looking at your your the flop and then the river and then everything else, you're you're looking at these cards. You can start to go. There's only so many of these in the hand. There's chances of them getting this this landing, this landing. So you have to be able to calculate that. You need to be really good at math, which helps him. The difference between the two was Lashifer wasn't good at reading people. He had to cheat to beat James Bond the first time mm-hmm. because he had the help of the other guy telling him that's what he thought his tell was or that's what his tell but was. That's my point. He's not good at poker, but he's good at poker in against every. Everybody that can't read people. Most people that play poker in that situation, you get a bunch of rich people that just want to go in and piss away money mm-hmm. and have a good time at an exclusive poker game. They're not going in and have the ability to count, to look at the the averages of what's going to happen and read the people next to them. They're there yeah, to piss away money. but he knew Bond was coming. Well, it, that's yeah, knew which that is why he tried to kill him coming. like three times. He that's why he just, tried to kill him and get rid of him. But yeah, I, I would agree that beforehand that Bond was coming. I would. He didn't know until he got and signed you're up. Not, if you're not good enough at poker to win 150 million dollars, then why are you playing poker, dude? He's a villain. All he's got to do is defeat one person outside of the game, and he wins. If it weren't for Bond, he wins. So sure. you, and and to him, he's going. But if all I got to do is, if we're just stealing 150 million dollars, there's other ways to steal that kind of money. Where? Yeah, I don't think so. 150, 150 million? million? Yeah. Well, how? I yeah. don't know. I'm not a villain. Exactly. 150 million dollars isn't just <laughs> fucking hanging <laughs> around somewhere. You get seven people together and they have but to 150 him, it million. Was, to him, you go it rob was like seven stealing. People. To him, it was like stealing 150. <laughs> you go million, he rob could say, a few banks. I, no, that, you, yeah, you target like a mint or a treasure. He has you all can't that do power. that shit in one night, dude. In two days, you can't he, steal. He can't win poker in one night. Only <laughs> a night and a half. Fucking hell! So like, I I'm just saying yeah, but that this movie is trying to make me believe that this guy is a mega genius and he's shorting the stock market. He's he's tactical. He's strategic. He's he's analytical. And the best thing that this dude can come up with is playing poker. And he's not even that good at playing poker. <laughs> You know what he should have done is oh, went and stole the tech from IMF and then sold that. Yeah, dude, that's probably worth 150 that's mil. That's fair. 
Uh, yeah, like the They'll magnet thing alone. Yeah, oh. shoot. Except the magnet thing fell apart. Half well, one glove stopped working. Oh, oh you're no, talking about I'm the magnet about thing. The, that was a great comment for me. I like that one. Fuck it up. I don't know. Oh, Javier, you made I just thought it made a good movie plot. I thought it was genius. I, I like the idea of it, it's a cover for a rich man's poker game. They're going to come in dumping money. If you know you're going to win with the exception of one person who you didn't know until he signed up and showed up, and all you got to do is kill him, he just fucking couldn't get it done. Not um, even good at killing people. Well, not good at poker. Not good at well, killing He's not people. that kind of villain. He's a fucking money guy. He's not a good villain. Yeah, when you described him as a private banker, I was like, oh, that makes him sound like not that great of a villain. Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, he's not the actual villain. Yeah, it's just a part he's of the just, greater whole. He's a part of the greater whole, which is the idea. This is a setup movie, but I liked him. I liked the intensity. I liked the fact that he was flawed. I like he was. To me, he wins the villain. It's better than the other guy. We don't even know his name. I don't even, I don't even know who the villain State is. Farm agent. Movie, so yeah. I guess yeah. The only thing I remember Cobalt? is they said he had 190 IQ. That's don't the only thing I remember. Call him like Cobalt or something. Yeah, Cobalt. Oh, isn't that right. like a tool brand? Or, I yeah. thought Cobalt was his second in command. No, maybe that no, was Cobalt that guy. was the guy. Metal? It is a type of metal. Ah, yeah. That I was smart. You should on play the, poker. The, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe I, you got 150 million. <laughs> but you only needed 10 million. Apparently, right? yeah. Apparently you know where to find it. Where do we have next? What's the next? Right, topic? Bernard right. will stake you in the game. Oh, oh dude, yeah. I saw Bernard. Bernard. Uh, hey, he did something. Yeah, I was he like, like finally. He, well, he realized he was so crappy that he had to get someone else to do it for him. And I'm just like, the CIA is just like, yeah, send this dude. This guy's like, I don't even know how to play poker. Hey, America had a nice sign up though. Does it look like we need the money? Oh yeah, I love guess it. not. Nope. Yeah, and then you've got like the British government that's like, where's our $10 million? <laughs> <laughs> We're going bankrupt without it. <laughs> you cannot have half of what you just lost. <laughs> yeah. How do the Brits feel about that? 1776. Maybe, the, maybe that's why which they don't is... have any gadgets. They just can't afford that. <laughs> Why we were bolted. Oh, <laughs> Took all your money along the way. All right. So Doing it better over here in America. We were. Oh, let's talk about the teams, which. And this is the one place where I feel like no contest. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. James Mission Watt didn't really like have a team. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He, he yeah. didn't want a team. He did, had a I will. I will say this: was... in 2006, when I saw this movie, did I find Eva Green very attractive? And well, did I like her on his team? Oh, you bet your bottom dollar, I did. That's all I have to and say. And now in 2020, I still find Eva Green extremely. She's attractive. attractive. So yeah. She, so she went from very attractive to just attractive. My stance has changed a little bit because I've seen her in other movies that she. Just comes off a little bit like not as what I not as much as what I thought in two thousand six. My what does that mean? She's I don't know. Just I'm not as attracted to her now because I've seen because her because she's a strong, step. powerful, independent white woman. I was going to say you need to stop because he's about to walk you into something. I'm going to have to fucking edit. No, because she was in she was in Miss Peculiar. There's some movie like yeah that movie was just weird. I was like she's weird. House of so I can't take that that, that image of hers in my head, and she's not as cool and suave and witty as she oh, was, was in 2006. Was she suave and witty I, in this one? Yeah, when she takes yeah. on James Bond in the train, dude. That was the whole on, point. Man. That that oh, conversation she rips him to shreds. But Mission Impossible, without a doubt, Benji. Oh, the dude, man. Simon Pegg is the most amazing. I love Simon Pegg. It's pretty good I just oh, miss awesome Luther in this a little bit. I just wish he. Yeah, was it was there. sad that he was only yeah. in at the end. But I get it. They were disavowed. They weren't. He wasn't there as part of the team, so he had to go into hiding. That's what he was talking about at the end, where he's in right. a bunker or whatever. But yeah, I love Luther. Where he was underneath like the San Francisco <laughs> Bay for two <laughs> yeah, days exactly. or whatever. Yep, that's the one. <laughs> I, I, you know, I here's the thing: is I liked 
Jeremy Renner-ish. He's a wimp to me. I liked the team, I think, either in the next one or the one before. In three, one of them, there was a guy named... Oh, I can't think of the actor's name, but I, I like that team better. But well, I, I like Jer- Jeremy Renner. I get I don't like that they tried to give him like some emotional tie where I'm supposed to like feel for him because of the situation that he was in. Yeah. With the whole wife and I'm still waiting for that guy to be in a good movie. Dude, Hurt Locker's amazing. He's in Hurt Locker? Dude, he's yeah. the guy Hurt's, in Hurt Locker. Oh, I actually Hurt Locker. really like Hurt Locker. Hurt yeah, he is the guy. Can you publicly apologize to him right now? No. Okay. I tried. He's also in the town, fuckface. Yeah, like I said, waiting for him to be in a good this movie. This is a good movie. He goes college soccer. <laughs> but I, I thought Ghost Particle built the movie to have a team, and they meant something to the movie where in um, Casino Royale, they kind of got placed with James Bond like towards the end of the movie, and it was really just about him and Eva Green. Mathis, screw him. Mathis is a punk. Well, I will I, tell you this, though. I'm sorry. No, know. I was just going to say it's James Bond movie like he never has yeah. like, a team yeah. right like, so, I mean he's got little like side characters that start to he's help got, him out he's got he M, M and like, Q well he's got yeah and up until this point this James Bond until like the third movie into Daniel Craig's run he didn't have Q yeah but in, in the older movies and like in the books and stuff he had they had Q who's his tech guy and then he had Penny Money mm. um, or Money, Money Penny, Penny sorry yeah. flip that Spoonerism Money Penny and M and That's I will true. say this That's Judy Dench oh my god I love Judy Dench who's Judy Dench M you don't know who Judy Dench which why one's are you M? on this podcast no the old lady his boss oh yeah, right. boss. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got short haired lady Judy Dench there is nothing that she's in that I just don't go what wait till you watch Artemis Fowl Ooh, yeah, I haven't watched that. But going back to M's character, why did she have? I wanted to ask you guys, why did she have a computer right next to her bed? That seemed like you had to like sit in front of. Are you doing it like right there? That just seemed weird. No, that thing rotated. It was just a screen. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, okay, that's it a little rotated. better. It's because you need work like that. It was a total like, has early two no... thousands. Like, yeah, yeah. look at this technology, yeah, like, right? Like, <laughs> this is the future. But she had a she had a laptop as well. So I'm like, why did you need that right there? You already had a laptop. Like, it's confusing. Because M has no work life balance. I guess M has none. She's like the ultimate. She's got to deal with MI6. creepy people like James Bond, according to Javier. She's the only Tough thing. Job. She's the only thing Super from weird. the. The Pierce Brosnan movies that I even can tolerate is the fact that she was in those as M as well. I love him. I I just love Judy Dench. I, I think she's amazing. So, yeah, but this one, no questions asked. The team was better in Mission Impossible. Yeah. Benji had some great one-liners. Yeah, he did. I just love how, how clueless he is all the time. Like, <laughs> you guys were talking about, he just fell, flew through a window. He's like, oh man, that was so hard. Like when he, when he bends to, when they're in that Kremlin hallway and he bends to like pick up the tablet and he's he sees, right. it's like his face just blown up over the hallway. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. Cool. So we have theme songs on here we can talk about real quick. Mission Impossible is so iconic. Like you hear it and you're like, oh, that's Mission Impossible. And then for Casino Royale, one thing I love about the James Bond is they always get very unique theme songs for each movie that are based on the actual movie and the content within it. Mm -hmm. And starting with, uh, they did it, I think once with the, the Pierce Brosnan movies, but with, um, what's his, why Daniel Craig's James Bond, every movie they've hired a famous musician to write Mm -hmm. and sing the theme song. That's very relative to the movie itself. 
Uh, the most recent one is the, I don't know, the little teeny girl. I can't think of her name. I don't like her music very much. Daniel Craig. <laughs> but wait. This fucking guy. James Bond has a theme song. Is that only theme music? He yeah, has a the, theme score. Yeah, the theme. The yeah. had to get it in there. Dude, when they launched into that in the beginning of the movie, it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. That's a James Bond intro, man. The James <laughs> yeah, Bond yeah, intros are infamous. He like, flips around weird. and he brings out his gun and then it goes like a circle and then it goes into a. Theme but they song. have to do that though. That's like, that's the same thing as the Mission Impossible with the the yeah the first No, I so I've seen this one before and I think I've seen some other ones oh, have you, okay. have I was you gonna though? say like yeah. you wait, have you though you would I know. honestly don't remember because you would them. remember like that is an icon like you have if you don't no, have like, that in I know that it is oh, okay. but just because it's iconic doesn't mean it's good yeah but it's like funny yeah, it's it's hilarious. I don't. Bad. I don't like the long music <laughs> intros with all the weird spinning colors and like the women silhouettes and that it. stuff. Stupid. I. That's iconic, Matt. Have you ever seen a James Bond movie? Oh, <laughs> clearly I have. That well, you can get rid if, of. If you had, you you would know that that's you know, mm. pretty iconic. So. Yeah. Oh, this is why no one likes you. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> I'm very well aware. Oh shoot! Yeah, no, but yeah, I mean, they both have iconic, and yes, the score that the Bennett, nah, that's definitely something you uh, hear. JJ to sing. Yeah, but I wouldn't call that singing. I, I liked Casino Royale. I thought they used music to set the scenes of each new place they were at by playing some music. Or at least that's how I interpreted it, and mm-hmm. I thought they did well with that. Yeah. Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol. Besides the Mission Impossible theme song. Nothing really stuck out to me. All mm-hmm. right, so should we rate these movies? Let's do it. Talk about who, which movie overall. Because these ratings are getting harder and harder for me because I feel like I need to compare them to other movies that I've rated. No, you see, you don't. Because here's like what happens. You just go with how you feel. And then it's kind of interesting is I, I guarantee if you just go with how you feel, you rate it. When we look back on what we've rated previously, mm-hmm. you watch where it falls. And it'll fall and you'll be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Maybe this, not to you. This is out of because <laughs> we we tend to prop up what movies do you mean, that you, you hate. <laughs> okay, uh, out of five, right? Yeah, out of five. So you're gonna yeah. start with oh yeah no I want no, no, you to it's start. Cool. I don't I don't mind not right. starting. Javier, yeah, give right. us a start. Yeah, please, please. Okay, bring so bring okay, so I'm gonna start with Mission Impossible. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give this a two point five. It's fun. I'm kind of surprised at that. Oh wow, and two. Yeah, I mean, I'm see, not surprised. It's right on line with. Like White House Down and yeah, with what he rates it, yeah, that's right. And I rated White House Down like a three, yeah. right? Yeah, so it's right yeah. around there. It's fun. I get that. Doesn't make a lot of sense, but like I don't watch these movies. It makes sense to you. Yeah, you, you're My you're our outlier place. in the podcast <laughs> most of the time. It's either me or you, ninety nine percent of the time. <laughs> One of us is the outlier. So I'm gonna give Casino Royale a two. Because it's not as good, <laughs> it's not as exciting, and it took him a hell of a long time to actually finish that movie. Yeah. Like, I feel like we hit the arc of the movie, and the movie went on for another thirty minutes. Like they kept like arcing and like trying to finish it, and then arcing and almost finishing. It. I'm like, holy shit, just finish this fucking movie. <laughs> we get it. So anyway, yeah, it took too long to finish. The action was fun. Are you rewatching either of these? Oh, um, I'd rewatch Mission Impossible. I guess I this is my second time watching Casino Royale, so I guess I have rewatched it. But like, I really pushed the first time I watched it. I think I pushed it really back into the recesses of my mind uh, because it was traumatizing, <laughs> traumatizingly bad. God. <laughs> so probably not. I probably won't watch that one again. 
All right. That was deep. Let's, that get, was J- let's get JJ. We yeah, never yeah. get JJ in the middle of these. I, this would be the second time I've gone second, actually, oh, in writing. Went last week, too. For Mission... Uh, four? No, no, no. Oh. For Mission Impossible... <laughs> He's going to go four. I know. Right, yeah, keep going. <laughs> he probably knows what I'm rating it one. For, for Mission Impossible, I, I'll give this movie a one and a half. It's got some entertaining action scenes, but I don't think it's a good movie. I enjoy the Mission Impossible franchise for the most part, but it's this is the second worst movie. This felt like a filler movie to me. It doesn't fit within the rest of the... And I, I don't want to compare it too much to the rest, but I have to to a certain degree... It, to me, it's a filler movie. They're like, we need to make another Mission Impossible. Let's throw some shit together. And that's what this movie feels like. It's disjointed. It doesn't connect to the rest of the universe to me other than the wife thing, which they drew out in such a weird fucking way in this movie. Um, because that's the only other part that's consistent throughout the others that actually connects to this movie. So I didn't, I don't love it. I thought it was goofy over the top. So one and a half. For James Bond, I give it a four. It's not the perfect a movie. Four. Dude, this is my favorite James Bond movie in all of the franchise and I have seen all of them multiple times with the exception of Pierce Brosnan's I've watched all of them once and yacked after every one of them because they're awful this one is amazing to me it's a little long in the tooth there's some middle parts in the movie that I don't think were necessary they drug out the poker game a little too long for me I could have done without the whole I think everybody understood the weight of the fact that this man was had just lost a shit ton of his clients' money, and that's a dangerous thing. I don't need the African nationals or whoever that gangster like group. constantly getting attacked but, by people. Yeah, I don't, I don't need them to come in. The only thing that that did was show you could have brought in the the frightening aspects of this to Eva Green's character a, a different way. Vesper didn't need to be in the midst of this thing. I felt like yeah. that was overblown. I don't need that part, and it still would have been an effective movie. I. Especially where they're going to tack on at the end the extension of, guess what? This is a start of something movie where the next movies, every other movie has followed very well with the start of this and it led into the whole Spectre. So I really enjoy this as a, a, a new origin story for James Bond. I like the greediness. I love the realistic nature of it's not about the gadgets and it's about being a spy and doing what you have a license to kill. So fucking do it. I like that greediness. So to me, this one's a four. And I would watch James Bond. I watched Casino Royale multiple times moving forward. I'll never watch Ghost Protocol ever again. <laughs> ever. Wow, that's saying a lot coming from JJ. Ever. It's bad. Not really. He said that about pretty much any movie that I like. It's <laughs> <laughs> not unrealistic. <laughs> what does that say about you? <laughs> I, I think it says as much about me as it does about JJ. Absolutely. <laughs> that's why we're always the outliers. <laughs> uh, Ian, let's move on to you. Yeah, I have one beef with Casino Royale that I need to air out. Okay. But, and then I'll get onto my ratings, but I didn't know where to put it in. But, you know, when he's chasing the, the second bomb guy through the airport and they get into like the Textron fuel truck, mm-hmm. it really drove me nuts that that truck would have exploded like 40 different mm-hmm. times in any fair. other movie. But this one, it's got holes, it's leaking fuel, it's running into other tr- vehicles and all this stuff, and it doesn't blow up. And that, mm, that's just, fair. that was my one knock on Casino Royale. But I actually really like Casino Royale. In fact, um, it's been my favorite James Bond movie. I don't watch him as much as JJ does, but even with the new ones, I haven't enjoyed Skyfall or Spectre quite as mm-hmm. much, but Casino Royale is kind of, I've got maybe a little bit of nostalgia with it. Um, so I enjoyed going back and watching this one again. I like that they kind of broke the James Bond mold that they had before because that just, it wasn't, 
that appealing. It was pretty much the exact same movie over and over, which you can argue that even this one is to a point. But um, so I'm right in line with JJ. I'd give it a four. I let, I would go back and rewatch it. It's one that I've enjoyed over the years and will continue to enjoy. Mission Impossible. I think it's one of those that once you've seen it once, like you're good, you're solid. Like it's worth watching one time, but it's not something that I would go back and rewatch. The tech was way too convenient for me. It just kind of got to be annoying. What happens when you've got money, dude? <laughs> I, I guess you so. You got convenient stuff. For being disavowed, they sure had a lot yeah, of access yeah, no to... <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point, actually. <laughs> uh, but uh, the other thing that I didn't really like about Mission Impossible is I felt like they they started up like three or four different missions and they just kept starting up another mission and another mission and then they'd screw it up or something would go wrong and then they'd have to do another mission and screw it up and do something wrong. Should you choose to accept it like nine times? It's just like where I'm used to, here's the overarching like mission, you know, take some time, tell a story rather than just fill it with a bunch of tech, but I'll give it a 2.5. I'll agree with Javier on this one. Wow. Wow. That's, that's twice in one podcast. I'm, I'm looking for opportunities. I'm getting it right here. I'm on cloud nine right now. Right my diary. Moment. Yeah, it's a middle of the road movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, it's a middle of the road. Like the town. Middle of the road. Okay, now we're back to middle disagree. Dead end road. All right, Matson. All right, I'll be the caboose. It, everyone's kind of said... A lot of what I was going to say, uh, one thing I wanted to bring up, um, having watched both these movies in succession, um, as you guys heard me talk about earlier, James Bond, uh, specifically Casino Royale, is a nostalgic spot for me. I really enjoyed this movie when I first saw it in theaters. Liked it again, but going up against Ghost Protocol, what was kind of brought I was it was slow um, Casino Royale had some spots that I wish especially at the end I really didn't like the Vespa thing how they kind of tacked that on at the end where she had to give the money back oh. to Javier wait is her name Vespa or no, Vespa sorry because Vespa is like a Vespa. moped right? I was like trying to think of like Thank where a scooter yeah, Vespa. Was, like, scooter. was he like ramping out of this casino with like a little moped that an Aston Martin apologies scooters. audience nothing against Vespas but I didn't like that it was it was much too long I thought they could have ended it at a higher note um, that was kind of brought up to me in watching Ghost Protocol, where I, what I do think Ghost Protocol did well is it kept the action moving. It was consistent enough in a nature that kept me engaged, where Casino Royale's knock is just felt like a, the couple of times it was waning, especially with the poker as well, where I wanted it to kind of jump back into just finding a resolution there. So with that being said, though, I'm going to be right on line. Uh, Ghost Protocol is a middle-of-the-road movie. I'm a 2.5 as well. Would I watch it again? I might because of Benji. He he made it fun just so I can laugh at the ridiculous tech again. Maybe I'd rewatch but it. But there are better Mission Impossible movies. Oh, yeah, without with a Benji doubt. Benji yeah. yeah, so if you're going to watch a Mission <laughs> Impossible movie with Benji, there are better ones. The, yeah. the later ones are much better. But middle of the road movie, Casino Royale, I think I'm going to go 3.5. I thought I was going to be a solid four when I started watching this movie, but... To a couple of my talking points of being a little bit slow, I re- being like a weird little dude. It is my it is my favorite Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible is my favorite James Bond movie that Daniel Craig has been in by far. Probably my favorite one overall. Good movie, three point five. Sweet, and I definitely rewatch it. Cool. So where does that line up? Yeah, that's that a that's it. a great question. Let me tell See you if that the up. system works. Do, do your thing. Yeah, your theory. Yeah. Uh, that it, it lines up if we just follow our hearts. Yeah. 
As long as here's, it here's the thing, like some is it works? Movie yeah, it's just, like, it'll all line up if we follow our hearts. <laughs> Javier's new catchphrase. <laughs> What's up, nerds? Remember, it'll all work out if we follow our hearts. <laughs> Maybe you should end the podcast like that. Oh no shit! <laughs> it'll all work out if we in these troubled times. <laughs> So Ghost Protocol was a two out of five. And let's see here. As long as it falls below the town, I will consider this a success. <laughs> wow. Oh, I see how it is. <laughs> and then Casino Royale was a, we would round this up to a 3.4. No, let's round it down. It'd be round up by math. That no, let's good, just round it good down. Poker players Trust me, I'm play. good at math. Okay. <laughs> I can play can poker. poker. <laughs> 3.4 for Casino Royale. So... Where does that fall, like, compared yeah. to the town? Because according to Javier, that's a middling movie. Yeah, so. what did the town get? The town. Total. Uh, that's a good Because you guys have to, like, bullshit, like, <laughs> votes on the that. The town got a, a 3.6. Oh, my God. Uh, but you got to be happy because they both fell below the town. Oh, that's true, huh? Yeah. yeah. So it works. The system works. Yeah, it works. Because we followed our I mean, 3.6 isn't middle-of-the-road movie. That's an above-average movie. But it was only a middle-of-the-road movie to you. Right. The rest of us, it was a good movie. Oh, that's that's <laughs> yeah. fair. That's fair. You brought us down. <laughs> yeah. I mean. It's usually one of us. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be done. All right. Well, that's that. We've gone through. That's the arbitration based on the topics and the ratings. You know, good old Casino Royale did win this arbitration, but not without some fight from Javier. He gave it his best shot, so he will not be successful in this particular arbitration. Oh, yeah. can I ask been. Javier something really sure. quick? Sure. Oh, yeah. Crap. What's what the, would you rather do? What would you... What, ra- uh, I, I need to start what thinking What would you rather these. do than watch Casino Royale again? Um, oh, okay. I guess on the theme of blocking out traumatic experiences... <laughs> Um, I'd rather go see my therapist <laughs> than watch this movie again. <laughs> okay. That's fair. It's not like exactly it. what I was expecting, but I like it. Not it's, ridiculously it's realistic. Extreme. I was yeah. gonna say it's kind of realistic. Nothing with, okay that, with that. Nothing with the eyes. Recording, yeah, recording or drinking bleach, <laughs> which are all things he has to go see his therapist about. <laughs> I had a canker and gouged my eyes out with glass again. I I don't I don't see my therapist for that. That's usually as advice. What your therapist tells you: get out of this podcast. If I went to my therapist with that, I would be institutionalized. Don't worry. He's like, wait to get this straight: you watch the town and you want to kill yourself. Don't worry. We'd bring the podcast to you. <laughs> on that note, Matson, why don't you tell everybody where they can find us? Where you can find us. Uh, we're on every social media platform worth mentioning. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at What's Our Verdict. You can find us on YouTube as well at What's Our Verdict. Come see some of our trailer reaction videos we're starting into the thick of. You can visit our new website at whatsourverdict.com. Come check out our podcast there. Come vote on what you'd like us to review next you can slide into our DMs if you want to talk to us on social media. If you want to reach out to us via email at hosts at whatsourverdict.com. We always want to know what you want us to review or just your thoughts about our podcast or if you just want to complain to Javier. <laughs> you know, I'm always open to listen to some complaints. Bring it on. If you want to complain about me, 
I get that a lot too. <laughs> or Jurassic Park. If you want to chat about Jurassic Park, I could do it for hours. Seriously, yes. just hit me up. I don't know. Did I miss anything there? No, I think you got it. Just uh, make sure you guys go check out our sister podcast, What's Over TV. Uh, we review TV shows like Westworld, Waco. That's it. it. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> the Witcher. Uh, the Witcher. We did The Witcher. More to come. We just got to figure out what. Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You know where to find us on there. Yeah. Come listen. Yep. All right. Sweet. Well, everyone, that's the verdict. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye now. Cinemagic Cap. Ah, there it is. Welcome back to the What's Ever Podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Mattson Heider. Better red than dead. He's just like... Ah. <laughs> the best part was like five minutes. I got this shit. Watch me. Watch me. Hey, I was ready then. Oh. <laughs> oh, <okay>. uh. <laughs>